0: Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Precision Rifle Channel podcast. I'm here with Eric Anderson of Blue Mountain Rifle Precision. How are you today, sir?
1: Doing good, Travis. So, yeah, doing real good. So, busy morning. Been doing some chambers this morning and needed to kick back and relax and talk to you for a while. Let's talk some guns and shooting and NRL and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah, baby. So,
0: it's it's January right now. We're getting ready for SHOT Show. This show will actually come out. Um, after SHOT Show, but mm-hmm. it's the beginning of the year. You're getting ready for for SHOT Show, the whole nine yards. Um, for everybody out there that isn't familiar with Blue Mountain Precision, can you give us a, uh elevator pitch or a rundown of exactly what you guys do? Uh, well, we, we
1: started out Blue Mountain Precision um, because I always thought that factory guns were never – enough for me in a hunting situation you know i have a hunting background a lot of that stuff hunting competitions did that kind of stuff and uh so it was never enough so they just started modifying rifles until i became basically a custom builder went to some rest school that's where i got my background mm-hmm. um so it's more precision oriented uh higher end custom uh hunting rifles is a big portion of it um but most shops are you know there's a lot more hunters than just competition shooters out there um, but then now I mean since I guess about a year and a half two years ago and went and did a Precision rifle series match and it kind of grew on me and then started with you guys here last year in the NRL and uh, You know, it just kind of evolved and now everything how I build those guns is how I do the comp guns as well, too I, I do a mixture of uh, PRS guys NRL uh, you even got an F class guy that uses me on his stuff um, you know so that's what we do here. Everything that we do here is in a kind of a precision manner. Everything's focused on that bolt guns only. I don't take any other work in, but bolt guns. Um, So, but that's kind of what we do here, you know, is just doing a, a a higher quality job on higher end rifles. I want, I really want to test out what the barrel makers have out there, you know? So um, that's what I do. That's what we do here at blue mountain is uh, that kind of stuff. We're going to kick off, um, this next year, we're working on it right now, and that will lead into that. Um, but we want to kick off the store and kind of sell some custom products as well for gun parts and all that kind of stuff. So we have a website out there, pretty nice website. You can look at all of our rifles and stuff. A lot of them are hunting oriented, but we do have one tactical gun on there as well. So, but uh, yeah, so that that's kind of what we do here, just all around bolt bolt action rifle work, from uh, truing up uh, factory guns to doing full-out customs, everything in between. So if it's got a bolt knob on it, we do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So for everyone out there that isn't familiar, let's do a little bit of role-playing here real quick. Mm -hmm. I'm an XYZ. I'm a new customer. I've never shot Precision Rifle. Um, And I'm coming to you, and I say, uh, Eric, you know, I want to build one rifle. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to build a hunting rifle, but I also want to do some competition. You know, Mm -hmm. can I do that? Is there one gun or one kind of a setup that an average Joe can go out and be successful on a mule deer hunt or, you know, a deer hunt, whatever, and still go out and be competitive enough to enjoy themselves at a precision rifle match?
1: know by why certainly there is there's such an endless amount of components these days that we can put a rifle together like that that you can do that um for example i just put one together finished it last week um uh 6.5 prc and now you kind of dipped into shooting matches and you got elk and deer guns so you just opened up it even more um this one's got a carbon proof on it uh lone peak titanium The whole rifle's 10.5 pounds um, with a little Nikon FX on it, a little 4 to 16. Um, And I mean, it is a hammer with factory ammo. If a guy doesn't hand load, doesn't want to do that, I'm shooting 147 ELDs out of it at about 2850, SD around nine out of the one batch of ammo, at an SD about 20 on the other. But that rifle's perfect. I mean, it's it's only 10.5 pounds for when you go hunting. But when you go shoot your match, pop that Nikon off and put a big match scope on it. And all of a sudden now you just grew a couple of pounds on top of that with a big set of rings and a big scope. And now you got a twelve, thirteen. Yeah, it's gonna recoil maybe a little more, but with a good break on it. You can always take the hunting break off, put that on it. And you got a capable gun that can do all that. And I'm gonna challenge myself to go and take it to a match, as long as we don't sell it by then. But <laughs> but i like to take it out and it's got a Manners folding stock on it with an adjustable cheek piece. I mean, right. it, it's a heavy stock that's on it, but the gun only weighs magazine fed and it's 10 and a half pounds with that little four to 16 Nikon, you know? So, um, but it's fantastic for, for that reason. And you could take it the way it is right now if you want and go shoot a match with it. It doesn't recoil bad at all. I mean, it's very subtle. So yeah, there are, there's a lot of choice. There's a lot of choices people have these days, you know, Either go medium palma on the barrel, you know, with a steel. If you have a budget in mind, you know, if you don't want to go that route, then go carbon fiber proof on it and let her rip. You know, I mean, it's going to work great for people. You know, so yeah, there's a lot of guys, and we do a lot of those kind of rifles too, Travis. You know, there a lot of guys that'll do six Creedmoors and six five Creedmoors and six five Psalms because they want to do everything in between. And now the PRC, you know, joined the group. You know, so there's so many of those now that guys come in here and build that one rifle like you're asking you know it works great so yeah
0: that's awesome yeah i mean because we get a lot of people that are just new to the sport and so they're very um i'm not necessarily hesitant but they don't want to make the investment right away into a sport that they're not sure if they're going to enjoy it or not which makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. but if you're a hunter and you have that budget i mean it is nice to know that there are platforms that you can build where you can kind of cross between both worlds.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and and I think after what I did last year in the NRL and the PRS series, I'm getting those people now. I just had a call yesterday, the same thing. A guy from Iowa calls me up. The second time he's called me, the first time was more hunting related. But now I think he's researched me, checked me out, did something. You know, people can follow about anybody these days. And this time was all about this discussion about that. Hey, you know, where's my best money into the, I mean, where is this and that? I'm like, Hey, you know, like I could tell he kind of wants to shop for some of his own parts. Um, he's looking at either an XLR or KRG Bravo, you know, chassis in it. Cause he just wants to bolt it in and play. And I'm like, well, go, go shop for one of those. Get a Remington footprint. I'll do you up your barrel to action for you, you know, and you'll be set. And he's like, well, I'm really thinking six Creedmoor or six, five Creedmoor I haven't decided yet. And I'm like, well, I've got barrels for whatever. Whatever you decide, you know, I'll send you the same price. It doesn't change the price and for a barreled action, you know. And then you're kind of getting to the sport a whole lot less, you know, where you're 2200 bucks into a barreled action, you know, with a high-end uh, action company on it. And then it's a little easier for them to kind of stomach that cost. Be like, all right, now I can kind of hunt with it in case it does go south. But then I have this really nice bad act, badass action that I can use for, Anything you know, and then you tell them well. On top of it, you know, companies like Lone Peak and, and uh, Impact will give you additional bolts, so you can have an, a different bolt. And their head spacing now is like so spot on; and stupid, you know. Right. I mean, I can literally be like, "Well, you want to do a six-five Psalm and a seven or a seven Psalm, and you want to do a six Creed at the same time? You bet, let's do it, you know." <laughs> and you can hold on, I got.
0: I got to uh, cut you off real quick. I don't know if this is going to pick up on the microphone. We just had an earthquake. <laughs>
1: really
0: <laughs> yeah welcome to california bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, i'm sitting here listening to you and all of a sudden my ass starts shaking i'm like that's not me and then i hear my walls moving so it's uh, a little I, earthquake
1: <laughs> i felt that last year when i was on the sheep hunt they had a great big old one up there in uh the, in the uh brooks range so nice. it was a and i was like oh about six seven o'clock in the morning we had a really late night and i'm sitting there in the tent one man tent and everything's just shaking. I'm like, what the heck is that? Right. Like I had, n- I had never felt one like, like that, you know, I felt a little tremble before, but because there's some faults around this area, but I've never ever felt like everything's moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh,
0: it's crazy. You here you learn, you know, you, you hold still for a couple of seconds and if it keeps going after that, then you probably should, you know, take some preventative measures or whatnot. <laughs> but, uh, it was a quick little shake, so we'll just keep going with the show. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, so we were talking about the, the – um, sorry. We were talking about how well a lot of these actions are being made nowadays where companies, like you said, Lone Peak and Impact will even provide you with additional bolts so that you can go in there and you can try out different calibers and you can make different changes without having to completely build a second rifle.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the head spacing is spot on between bolts. Um, the gunsmith can fit both barrels that way. Um, both of those action companies now, as of a few months ago, the new fusions, uh, well, they're not new, but the fusion line um, from, in, from uh, Lone Peak joined uh, Impact with uh, indexable threads. So that's huge for us. We're going to start doing that where we can supply barrels um, and their specs are actually, from a gunsmith side, the specs are about identical. So I can wow. run almost the same. The, the thread, I've already checked them in the CNC and everything, and the thread pitches and all that is just spot on. And uh, pitch diameter, the whole works, you know. So kudos to those guys. I mean, those both those companies build some amazing products, you know. Um, yeah, I'm a, huge. I shoot Lone Peaks, you know, really good with those guys. They've done a lot of great things for the NRL, so that's that's awesome. Um, with put the loner rifle and so many other things as well. Um, so same same thing with Tate, Big thing with him with impact. I mean those guys do a phenomenal job yeah. as well. And both are awesome. But it's great to have this coming out, it's exciting to see this. You know, it's just different avenues of, and that's where I've been at lately here at Blue Mountain is where's some avenue of sales for us. You know, so. Guys like that with barrels where, I mean, I you can be shooting a fusion and I can send you a barrel and you can pop it off in your barrel vise and screw your new one on and go to town with no downtime, you know? Yeah. So how nice is that, you know? That's so, huge. Yeah, you can always do it if you have the action, but I don't have to have the action, you know? Indexable threads um, have a jig built so I know how where to engrave the barrels and all that. And uh, that's a huge thing, you know? And, and then having the quality of those bolts, built like that to spec by those companies because they take such pride in what they build that you can interchange bolts and screw another barrel on for your hunt or for your match or whatever you want to mix and match them. You know, it's that's awesome, you know?
0: It truly so. makes it a lot more modular and easier for the consumer to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, sure does.
0: That's terrific. So you mentioned the NRL Loner Rifle Program and this was a program that was completely your idea. I mean, this was something that you got together with a bunch of great companies in Utah and some friends of yours and wow. built this loaner rifle that we announced, you know, we t- we did a little bit last season, um, but we really announced it in a more grandioso type scale for the NRL this year. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I told you or not, but that rifle's already been reserved for like three or four matches that haven't That's- even opened up registration yet. <laughs>
1: There is one other guy we always got to keep in mind there, Travis. is. Uh, uh, there's a guy here in Utah who is a huge supporter of the shooting sports and has been for a long time. His name is Matt Huntington. Yes. So, the guy who donated the chassis. So, we got to, I don't want to take full credit on this whole thing um, be, because it's not, he was here. You know, he's, he does our marketing stuff, he's does our logo stuff, he does a lot of that stuff. You know, he's the one who initially said, Hey, what do you think about this idea, you know, for the club series, you know? And I said, well, I've really thought about that. You know, I've bounced that kind of idea around to myself, but, you know, don't really know how to put it, you know, well, that didn't work for the local club stuff. And so he's like, hey, dude, let's take this bigger, you know, and he knows Cole, you know, and it, and it all sure. kind of tied it together, you know, with Cole Kornberg and all that. So, and yeah, all the Utah companies, I mean, and, and people donated to the first, first one to get it rolling, you know, and it just. That's awesome, you know, but I do want to give a big shout out to him, you know, because I'm i not that kind of guy that I don't want to take credit for something that was, I'm the one who built it, he was here, we discussed it at our facility and everything else, but that's how it all started, you know, the initial idea.
0: So, well, I, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad I got corrected on that because Matt is a, a phenomenal advocate of the shooting sports, phenomenal okay. photographer, great guy, um, so mm-hmm. thank you very much, Matt, for brainstorming these ideas together and and making this come to fruition because this rifle you know last year it was used in one primary match and the gentleman Chris way that shot that just absolutely loved it and you know we saw a new shooter to precision rifle his awakening so to speak And instantly hooked him. And now he's, you know, he's going to be competing at several matches
1: this year, which is phenomenal. And Um, you can't get social media without finding Chris Way's name someplace because he's watching everything that's precision rifle stuff.
0: Exactly. (laughs) He's actually been on the
1: show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: give everybody a quick rundown again on this rifle, how you built it all of the different people involved, because every time I do it, I feel like I'm missing somebody or something. Okay. I, I feel bad. So let's just, let, let's just drop names. As many names that were involved in this as, as we can right now.
1: Awesome. Great. Let's do it. All right. So uh, of course we've got Matt. So Matt got involved with all the people and he's like, all right, you got good ties to the loan peak, you know, get Mike and Brian on the, on the, on the phone. Let's see if Mike and Brian want to deal. Well, they had an action that was returned to him, actually, from another gunsmith that said it wouldn't feed right, which, right. you know, gunsmiths, there's some of them out there that are part-timers. or some guys that are full-timers. but So right. anyways, so we used that action, um, and Mike had already tested it. It worked great. And uh, so I'm like, all right, I'll take it if there's no, no problems with it. And it was actually off of one of Mike's rifles. It had very few rounds to it. So he's like, you can take that one, you know. And I'm like, all right. I'm gonna code it and finish it out and do everything to it anyway, so it's gonna look fantastic. And it was barely used. Um, so, anyways, they provided the action with that one. Um, Mike Anderson and, and Brian Black. So, so that started with that. For, let's start at the base. Let's start at the action, you know, and then work our way out. And then, um, and then Matt's like, you know, I got good ties with Eric Smith with ES Tactical, you know, and uh, he's Ogden area, I believe, is where he's at. I think he lives close to Steve Ames. So. Anyways, um, so Eric uh, said, yeah, you know, heck yeah, I'll mean, i donate something to that Um, for the club series where it was going to start, you know. All right, cool. So he's like, I just got some uh, marksmanship contour barrels in that are blanks from Criterion, you know. And I was like, well, you know, usually those pre-fit Criterions shoot pretty decent, you know. They're not a custom uh, by no means, but the custom work's all going to get done to it. It's a blank, you know. So that's what's on the rifle is a criterion. Um, I cut it uh, 24 inches. And then on the end of it, on the break, um, I just, I threw that on from our inventory, uh, little APA little bastard on there. And then uh, as the rest of it. We got uh, John Huber and those guys involved and and Diz when he was with the company. And they said, heck yeah, we want a board. So Huber went ahead and donated a trigger to it, which is awesome. And then Matt's like, Hey, I got digging around some of my stuff. I found some spare magazines. And I said, really? And Okay. So he's like, yeah, I think they're ones I actually used in that chassis. So there's the magazines for the gun, you know? And then that's, that's kind of how all that started. And then Matt threw some extra stuff in there too: um, shell holder, the short action, uh, precision shell on. On the side. And, um, I don't know if it had a sling on it or not too, or if you guys grabbed a sling for it, but, uh, so that and then uh, as far as the rest of the components, I mean, that's kind of when, when you guys stepped in, you know, and you could talk to Collis on it and went from there. And you provided the rings on it.
0: And, yeah. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. So yeah, yeah.
0: after we got that program put together, we went to Collis because they're the official optics sponsor of the NRL and mm-hmm. um, they provided a college scope for it. And then Short Action Precision, again, they saw what was going on. And so they provided their sling. So we have a Short Action Precision sling for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right now I just have one of my my Atlas bipods on it. Um, mm-hmm. But the great thing is, is once we announced this, a ton of people from the community, not only from Utah, but from across the the, the nation, the community came together and they were like, hey, you know, we want to be a part of this program. Do you guys have plans to build another rifle? And I'm like, mm-hmm. there's no like set plan, but if we have the components, I'm sure we can get this done, right? Oh yeah. So I I'm here to tell you that people are very excited, and I'm probably going to be sending you some parts and and, and components pretty soon if you're up for okay. building another
1: gun. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I got a CNC now, so I'm a little faster at building them. That one was all done on the manual. So still use both machines every day, but, you know, the CNC sure does help production on projects, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, sir. So, yes,
1: sir. So sir. But, hey, yeah, I mean, cool. we'll, uh, I'm definitely on that. That that's, sounds like a plan. I, I got contacted last week by another guy, Travis. that called me up. He's like, hey, are you the guy that built the loaner rifle? I'm like, yeah, that, that's me, and he's like, well how do i do that like i want it for this match but it's supposed to be reserved for that match is there going to be a second one and i'm like well as soon as there's parts there'll be a second one so (laughs) (laughs) nice so let's do it let's get that guy a rifle for that match if he's out there listening to you guys you know listening to this podcast so
0: absolutely and to to let you know u.s optics also came came on board they just sent us two scopes uh a B-25 and a B-17 to throw on one of the rifles, however we want. Vortex is sending us a scope. So what's cool is we'll be able to provide these rifle or rifles and let the end user, say, pick which optic they want to go on that rifle for them to use for that match, which is really cool.
1: We're going to give Jim Gilliland a run for his money with that awful offer on ammo, aren't we? Well, hopefully... Directly to federal, you know, <laughs> right? So hopefully, directly yeah, um, doing it, but Jim right now is fronting a lot of it himself with his own stash, you know. But that's kind of his, you know, his thing. So
0: right, and yeah, hopefully, you know, federal will be able to do, you know, both. If they're if not, I mean, you're still getting to use a very high quality custom built rifle for free, right? You know, exactly. Yeah. So
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and it's. It's not hard. I mean, go to the store and buy some federal gold match off the shelf, and 130 or 140 hybrids, they're going to shoot, you know. Oh, yeah. Or or go buy whatever else. I mean, just to get out there and do it, you know, go buy some American gunner ammo with that Hornady bullet. That'll work, be sufficient to get you out there and shoot a match and see what it feels like, you know. And, um, And some of that, like, I was really impressed, actually, with that. I shot it a few times before Chris Way over in Craig when we had that match with Robert Quigley, and uh, I w- I was shooting with uh, Paul Higley at the time, and right. I just turned to Paul and I'm like, dude, I just put three in the same hole and another one to make it like a shrinked up eight. I mean, <laughs> I mean it like I was like, holy crap, like that grips four shots in like an oval down there, you know, <laughs> at a hundred yards and. And then Chris came and started shooting it, and he's like, "Damn!" And he, and Chris did the same thing, you know. Chris is pretty damn good shooter, and uh, you know, and I'm pretty excited to see what he's going to do this year. And uh, but anyway, so Chris did that, and he went all the way out to 800 yards, one shot per from about 300 yards, and you know how at zero range, you had all the steel going up the hill, right? And one shot per all the way out to 800 yards, clank, 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 all the way up to 800 yards, and I was like. All right, man. So. <laughs> you ready to go. Yeah. And after day one, I think he was in the, was he in the 30s or something where he placed or whatever? And then he dropped down a little bit after day two. But that's something to be said. That was a good uh, crowd of shooters there this year at the oh, High yeah. Country Precision Match. So there was some tough competition there. He placed, was he around 50th or something like that for the something match? Something like
0: that. He was in the was, top 50.
1: Yeah, top 50. Yeah, yeah he so. was in the
0: top 50 if I'm not mistaken. That's awesome. So. It, it's funny because right after that match, he um he asked if he could borrow that rifle continuously, and I said no, but I know where you can get one built.
1: <laughs> well, I think I I may have spun him up a couple of barrels, so <laughs> awesome. Uh, got a six XC done up, and he he actually went with Lone Peak's fusion and and that, and uh, he went with an XLR chassis. He Asked me what I should, what he should get, and I said you know XLR doesn't damn good job, I said, you know, go go with them, you know, I I shoot for manners, so I guess I shouldn't be saying that, so sorry, Robert Brantley, but
0: (laughs) two different, two different things, the stock and the chassis are completely different.
1: Yep, yeah, and I'm a, I'm more of a stock company, you know, we do a lot of betting here, a lot of pillar betting of our rifles, because, you know, like I said, you know, I'm probably 70% hunting rifles, 30% match rifles, you know, and then the filling stuff's all the chamber work that all these shooters, you know, send me and, whatnot, which is great. And I love that work. That's actually some of my favorite work because I get to sit on the machines instead of finesse everything I can right. finesse a chamber in instead of bedding and inletting and <laughs> and all that crazy stuff, you know. So, but yeah, I I, I like it. And I, like, I love this, love the sport and, and I love watching these new people come into the sport, just like this guy today that came in and picked up his 6'5 Creedmoor. It's on a PRS-1 stock from, uh, PRS-2 stock from Manners. It doesn't have the cutout for the bag. And uh, it's got a mini chassis and a Remington 700, and he had me put a bolt handle on it, drew up the action, and put a Bartland barrel on it, you know. And uh, I mean, it's got to be fantastic for him. He's like, how's this rifle compared to what other people are shooting in matches? And I'm like, there's people that shoot rifles just like that in every match. You know, you're, you're set, dude. You got the gun. Let her rip, you know. And so it'll be neat to see him come about in some of the local stuff and then hopefully maybe on the national level as well, you know. So it's it's a great, great thing. uh,
0: Yes, it is. In 2019, shaping up to be a phenomenal year. um, What are, I mean, I know last year you competed in both NRL PRS and I I can't remember exactly how many matches you had under your belt last year, but what is your plan for this year as a, a, not as a manufacturer, but as a competitor?
1: I've got, uh, behind me on the board here, I've got nine uh, matches, NRL matches written down on there. Then I'm going to try to attend all nine of those. So, um, might sneak another one or two in, but we'll see. <laughs> so, I have to start lower because I've got a really bad act of going, you know, I'm going to try to, like, last year, I'm going to shoot 10 matches this year. Well, I almost shot 20, so... <laughs> So you know, I didn't I didn't really think I would do all the finales, but I but I did. So, so I shot all three finales. Uh, I shot the regional for PRS, the PRS finale in Texas, and then of course the NRL finale. So, and uh, anyways, all kind of different you know um, venues of of uh, shooting you know, but it was uh, my favorite. But because I really do like shooting marksmanship matches, were definitely I liked how uh, Nate and those guys put on that finale over there for the NRL. Um, it was – that that's what – I like that. I like natural terrain marksmanship matches, you know. Yep, so that that was my favorite finale. So, but
0: their, their match is a ton of fun. Nate and Jack did a, a, a great job over there. And they're – I know they're getting ready to open up their registration next week, but that will be before this podcast comes out. But make sure you get signed up for that if you're going to go. We'll get you uh, – cool. make sure you get out there and get you some fun. Um, cool. What else is new for work now?
1: What's new for work, huh?
0: As far as A- – Any new projects coming out, new new things that you're working on?
1: I have been in uh, full CNC mode here for about the last uh, – let's see, it's been – Three months, I guess, since we got it here. But I, I uh, put in a new CNC lathe, the slant bed uh, production-style lathe. And uh, and so there's a lot of tooling and tweaking that you got to do to figure that all out. So yeah. I've been in training mode myself, getting all that lined up. But now I'm doing a lot of the match calibers in it. I'm doing the hunting cartridges as well. Um, some of them I'm finishing out inside of it right now, doing the finished chamber work. Some of them I'm taking out after I'm done and, and doing it with oil on my manual lathe. It's just if I've proofed out the reamers because every reamer feeds differently and whatnot. So so that's a big thing for us as far as work right now is is me learning CNC and uh G code and all that fun stuff. So I've got some really great guys out there to help me with it that are all in the industry. Everyone's in the firearms industry. And uh so so that's awesome, you know, to have that support from the component companies that I use and other gunsmiths that are in other states that are friends friends of mine. So um, nice. that's that's a huge, huge step up to do. And, you know, I've got uh, about half a dozen or so different barrel connections in it right now, and it seems like every week I usually add another one. I always have a base one I can do that's kind of based on a Remington. Uh, well, it's based on Lone Peak because I do a lot of Lone Peak stuff. Uh, but I can use that to do an impact. Uh, I just spun up a 28 Nosler uh, on a Deviant. You know, and I'm able to go in there and alter the code just slightly, and and get it to work. You know, and get it to be perfect, cool. perfect specs. So when I can do indexing in it and all kinds of crazy stuff, I really really worked on specing out the right lathe for us to get with a large spindle bore and all that, so we could we can do all the work that I do in a manual machine right now and not give up any of that quality. So, yeah, very cool. Okay. And the threads are badass, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Finishes badass or just everything fits so nice <laughs> i love it no,
0: That's so, it's always exciting when you get a new piece of gear and then you you start learning it and then finally master it which i mean none of us are masters at anything that we do but we're constantly students right but you get to that point where you're so confident in what you're doing that it's it has another level of gratification
1: yep 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 for sure and in the cnc world once you get to that Comfort zone, everybody says, then you crash. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to crash one of these things. They're too expensive to be crashing. <laughs>
0: yeah, I bet. I bet. I don't want my
1: automated turret laying in the belly pan of it.
0: <laughs> no, that would be a bad day. Yeah, that, That'd be the day yeah. I'd see on yeah. social so media or on Facebook just crying.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'd be a picture of me down at the local tavern crying in my beer. <laughs> <laughs> what happened All right, So. What possible.
0: Eight grand,
1: <laughs> Right?
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the hardest question, any gunsmith, well, I think it's a hard question. Um, and I'm not even a gunsmith. But the hardest question that I hear when people ask me, people assume um, I know a ton about precision rifle and about precision firearms and so on and so forth. And I know enough, but I'm not a gunsmith. I'm not a scientist. You know, oftentimes when you start getting into ballistics and things of that nature, I just, I get lost. But. Hypothetically, role-playing again, I'm a new shooter to Precision Rifle, and I come to you and I say, Eric, I want to build a custom rifle strictly for competition. Um, I have a maybe 35 maybe you could stretch it to $4,000 budget without the optic, mm-hmm. and I need something that is going to be um, somewhat adjustable because i I have a weird length of pull and you know my cheek uh my my cheek riser and everything's kind of weird how I position my rifle. what would you recommend to somebody just getting into the sport how would you set up a rifle for me if I was that new guy
1: um most most people I, I tell them all I start with the heart of the rifle which to me is always the action you know can always put any other kind of caliber on it start with an action that's capable of everything you want, you know, and that's going to work well. And, uh, so start with a good company on the action, whether whoever it be, you know, if it's, uh, the guys we've already spoke about, or I mean, Kelby's, you get, they build some good actions as well. Defiance builds good actions. Uh, there's Curtis customs out there as well. Um, you know, I just start with, with what you want on a good quality action. Um, you know, here, if you're buying something from us, it's, Uh, normally going to have a lone peak on it. We do mainly, you know, those guys or defiance. And then now we're starting to bring in some impact stuff as well today. Actually UPS is dropping off some impacts as far as, but, uh, anyways, start with that and then go ahead and the way the rifle is going to fit you and all that barrel and stuff. Let's talk about that later. The chassis is going to take whatever you know, um, get something that fits you, you know, something that you like to run. That's comfortable. Um, so a lot of guys, I try to urge them into chassis, you know, because of that, you know, uh, and some of them over time, they, they, they go back and they start shooting stocks, you know, they, they do that, uh, because they like the feel of a stock and all that. But if they just want to try, try the sport out and get into the sport, um, I always urge them to go usually with an XLR. I see quite a few MPAs as well come in, but, um, usually XLRs the one that they choose and, uh. Go with that. Go with a known good barrel brand, which we—that's all I carry. Uh, proof, Research, Hawk Hill, some Kriegers. That's what I have inventory of in all the time. So most people don't fight me when they when I tell them that's what I have to offer. And uh, you know, so start with that, and because that's going to bring the price down, where you're not buying bottom metals, and you're not buying pick rails, and you're not buying hardware for the stock and all that. You know, it's one—it's one buy. So for the chassis. And go that route. So, and then if you're really a stock guy, you're going to have to spend a little bit more than that. You know, we all know that. So that I mean, stocks do cost a little bit unless you just get a plain Jane stock. So, or go the barrelled action route. I'll work with you on what do you need for an inlet. Go find go find an old MacMillan A5. You know, or go find a Manners stock out there that's on used from somebody and it in it and get after it. You know, so. There's a lot of options out there, and I see them every day, you know. I get calls every every day about somebody wanting to do this project or that project, you know, and they want to, some guys want to be like, I want to spend five grand. I want the most badass rifle you can get. And then there's other guys that are like, you know, I have, just like what you said, 3,500 to 4 grand. And a lot of guys are like, hey, what can I do for that? And so that that's where I put them. So.
0: Nice. Now, what caliber would you recommend for a brand new shooter?
1: Um, you know, it, I always put it this way to them, you know. A uh, lot of guys want to go uh, the 6'5 route, you know. It's always, I want a five Creedmoor, I want a 6'5 Creedmoor. And there's nothing wrong with six 6'5 Creedmoor. It teaches you a lot of fundamentals. It teaches you a lot about recoil management, you know. It definitely has more than the 6 millimeters. But a lot of new guys coming into the sport also want to be in the top 10 right away, you know. Right. And then they want to go the 6 millimeter route. So... You know, most guys, what I'm telling them to do is go go with a 6.5 Creedmoor if you're not, a lot of them are hand loaders either. A lot of guys calling in are not hand loaders. And it's like, well, then 6.5 Creedmoor or 6 Creedmoor, go with one of them. You know, great ammo from Federal, uh, Hornady Prime. There's so many makers of good ammo out there um, for those. And and go and try it out with one of them. When you burn out, the barrel, big deal. Pay another 800 bucks, get another barrel put on it with the caliber that you want to go to. But just get out there and and get after it. You know, recoil. If you're not good at managing recoil, do the six millimeter creed. If you're if you are, you know, then go six five, you know. So I love the six five forty sevens. You know, that's kind of my if you're gonna hand load, go six five forty seven. So if you're gonna go six millimeter, just go dasher, you know, or BRX or something else. You know, jump right in. If you really think like you know, like Chris, that's Chris was a, is a perfect example of that. Um, it probably took about two weeks until he finally is like, you know what? I am going to go six millimeter because he didn't want to at first. He wanted to go six, five, create more, you know, just because that's what he shot. He's like, that just seems like so popular. And it, it is. It's a great, great cartridge. But uh, let's let's go ahead and, you know, let's talk about the six millimeters. The 6XC is a fantastic cartridge. It's got pretty decent barrel life for the six millimeters. Let's get you into a six XC, and he did. He had two barrels spun up, Hawk Hills, the six XC, and, uh, and he's and he's loving it. You know, he's putting some pretty good, good groups. So, <laughs> yes, anyways, is. so yeah, yeah, that's and that's that's what I'm look. That's what that's what I do with the new guys. You know, I try to feel them out on that. You know, and help them along their way on what to get into you know so if all else fails and you just want to do it and you're lost nothing's wrong with it. just get a 6.5 Creedmoor and go shoot you know the, the so. main
0: point of this is just get out there and have some fun
1: exactly Yep. Yep. my first match gun was a Defiance Deviant in uh 6.5 Creedmoor you know yeah it's kind of a hot rod for Bartland barrel on it uh Manners T6A stocks which I still compete with this to this day and, uh, but anyways, uh, and with that stock, anyways, and, uh, different caliber, I went six millimeter, went six XC, you know, and I got out of the six XC, went six BRX, and I just kind of, you know, I'm always, but this, I'm going to stay with BRX. I got two of them spun up right now, and I'm just going to keep shooting that cartridge. I like that little cartridge. So, nice. uh, yeah, so on new shooters, I mean, that's what I say to them, man. Just you get out there and, and shoot it. I mean, Get set up with the right action and an outfit where you can go to a different caliber if it's something that you find that you're going to keep on doing and you're going to be burning barrels out, you're going to be replacing them anyways. So,
0: <laughs> ain't that the truth? See, I yeah. I started with 308. And the, the guys that I was training with when I first started training, you know, I my first quote unquote precision rifle was just a, a Remington 700. Um, tactical, whatever it was. And so I started with the 308, and then I modified the stock and then, you know, built up a rifle from there. And then eventually I got a custom action and I moved up to the 6.5 Creedmoor. And I've stuck with the 6.5 Creedmoor for the better part of two years now. And I I love it. You know, I mean, there's factory ammo. Almost anywhere I go in the country, I could pick up factory ammo that's going to shoot well out of it. Um Mm -hmm. And it still gives me enough of an opportunity to to have plenty of fun, but at the same time, I haven't fallen into that that uh, that race uh, that you know that caliber race or that that caliber hole, so to speak. Um, right. But that's not to say my 6.5 is pretty much shot out now. So who knows? Maybe I'm going to go to some kind of a six millimeter variant. There
1: mm-hmm.
0: you go. So, but it's it's. Truly a lot of fun and as technology and quality of of manufactured parts and quality gunsmiths are out there, you guys are radically changing the sport. I mean, if not every year, every couple of months, some new product or some new process is coming out to advance things. What as a gunsmith do you think is the future of manufacturing or building custom rifles?
1: uh being more oriented towards you know modular guns you know kind of the direction that these companies are going um the ones that we previously talked about you know in Impact and uh, Lone Peak I really see it kind of turning out to be that I mean uh, any more in gunsmith shops it's real common that there's a CNC you know there's some gunsmith shops that all they have is CNCs so um you know it's 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 easy to control the the specs on these actions and all that, and it, and you it can kind of see the writing on the wall that that's kind of the way the industry is going to go, you know. Um, right. But yet, but it, but yet still, you get somebody who's picky about free or neck size or something like that, and they want their spec on that, you know. And I understand that I'm picky like that too. I spec out all my reamers uh, from JGS, and I understand that, you know. That's the custom side of it, so. Doesn't mean anything though. It doesn't mean I can't. It's just head spacing. I can pre-fit them a barrel and send them a barrel for that same action as well. So that's where I see stuff kind of leading into, you know. Lately, the reamers have been driving me nuts. It's like you got to get this reamer. Now you got to get this reamer. Now you got to get this. You know. So the Six Creed's out. Oh, you got to get the Six Creed reamer. And then all of a sudden, the PRC's out. You got to get the PRC reamers. You know. And and I don't just have one reamer of a lot of these. Like. I have reamers set up for match shooters and I have guys for factory ammo, you know, right. and, and I discuss that. My six, five, three more reamers, you know, I've got, I've got them set up um, with a longer free bore for some of the factory warranty stuff. And then I also have them set up shorter for guys that are going to hand load, you know, and cut fifty thousand off the free bore, you know? So um, they just, it just depends on what, what the particular guy wants at hand, but, I think modularity and that answer your question on that in the direction of gunsmithing and, and that kind of stuff from our side of the world going moving forward is something that people need to have their eyes open to.
0: So, And, and I think that's a great answer, and I think that's pretty spot on because if you look at the rest of the firearms industry, um, in particular, like the SIG P320 handgun, completely that's modular. You know, a lot of manufacturers are doing that where – it's very easy to swap out components, um, you know, at, at home or DYI, so to speak, to make it fit that specific need for that day, so to, so to speak. You yep. so know, I, I, I agree with you. I think modularity is definitely something that is going to be a huge thing, um, you know, in 2019 and, and moving forward. Mm-hmm. So we're almost up at our time. And one of the favorite things I like to ask people that are on the show is what are your top three items that you have to have at a match? And I don't want the standard, you know, oh, I have to have a scope and a spotting scope, or I have to have, you know, the standard equipment. Besides standard equipment. You want
1: personal preference of what a shooter cannot go into a competition with unless he has it, right?
0: Exactly. Like I have one guy on the show, he can't shoot a match unless he has chocolate in his bag all day long. He has to constantly be eating chocolate.
1: Oh, gotcha. Well, mine's granola bars. I always have to have like a granola bar with some kind of berry or chocolate in it or something in my pack. You know, I don't just can't do that. That And uh, another, th- I, I always have to like this year, I, I carried around my Solomon sack the whole year, you know, and I used it most every match on, you know, a couple. And that's, I like to have a real heavy bag always in my bag like that's okay. something that like, if i don't have my solomon or the game changer one of those two like it's like shit the, most of the matches this year i carried them all i carried those <laughs> and I carried, my, I carried my bison outer bag you know those are things that just you know so i don't know I, I guess there's little quirks that you always have to have um those those are definitely two of them and then in the morning i can't really go without Like, I don't, I've been to enough matches where there's not water on stages, so I'm always, like, anal retentive about, I gotta have my big water bottle in my, where I put all my shells in my backpack, my empties, you know, so it's got a, it's a big uh, spotting scope holder, so I drop my water bottle in there, and that's where all my empties go too, you know, but I have to have that, so as far as personal needs stuff, yeah, that's kind of like that, you know, those heavy bags and that, if I don't have that, I freak out, like. (laughs) <laughs> I, I forget my Kestrel, I'd be fine because I'd pull my dope on my uh, on my Ballistic Arc app on my phone, I'd be alright there, which I use that sometimes, I kind of use them in conjunction of each other um, so I know I have one or the other you know, so I don't really think about that, but I do think about my damn granola bar I gotta have that <laughs> There you go. So now I know how, how to
0: mess with you at a match, is, is when I see you at the next match, I'm going to take your bags and I'm going to hide them
1: from you <laughs> yeah. There you go. Don't don't touch my game changer, man. That's a go to bag still. <laughs> awesome, yeah. sir. Well,
0: we're yeah. just about at that time mark. I really appreciate you taking the time to do the show with me here today. It was a ton of fun. Um I'll be seeing you at SHOT Show, but I know okay. this uh this is gonna come out after that. So for everybody who is uh, paying attention, listening. We really appreciate you tuning in. We're going to have a bunch of links down below for uh, Eric's companies, uh, Blue Mountain Precision, and some of the different companies we've talked about today, so you can check out their gear. And until next time, be safe, keep shooting, and we look forward to uh, seeing you guys out at the range. Take care. Thanks,
1: Travis.